Hello, and welcome back to the Diamonds in the Rough podcast. I'm John DeAngelis, joined by a new guest. You can introduce yourself. I am Bobby. Thank you for having me. It's yep. a great pleasure. And we're going to talk baseball, because I'm back in on baseball after the trade deadline. And I think I've only done one of these in the past, and it was like two years ago. Um, but this trade deadline was absurd. And we're going to yeah, start is- off with the big one, which is – Juan Soto getting traded. <laughs> yeah, this is definitely a good trade deadline to be getting back into baseball. A lot happened. It's one of the more active ones in recent memory, for sure. I I was trying to compare, because, like, a lot of my friends aren't into baseball, right? Um, so I was trying to, like, tell people about the Soto trade and, like, compare it. And my thought was, it's like if the Timberwolves were, like, we're trading Anthony Edwards, it's kind of the same thing where they're under contract, not for the big money yet, but they're under contract for multiple years. They've shown they can succeed in the postseason. Juan Soto more than Edwards. Yeah, and I mean, it's even it's even crazier than that because I mean, Soto did win the World Series in what his second he was year. The, he was the best player on the team. Yeah, exactly. When he won the World Series, you know, to be fair, Soto is three years older than Edwards, but like the point is it's a young guy who arguably is the best hitter in baseball. That's what I think. I know he hasn't done fantastic this year, but I don't blame him for any of this stuff. Um, but yeah, he's 23. He's under contract for three years. So like if the Padres wanted to in the final year of his deal, they could trade him. <laughs> Not saying they will. In fact, they shouldn't. I think if you have Juan Soto and you have the money to keep him, you should. Um, but yeah, it was just absurd. I mean, their own their owners shown a propensity for being, I wouldn't say careless, but being a bit spendy with the farm system. They've built it up a few times and immediately shipped them out to try to get as big a name as they can. And I mean, Soto is a guy even if they don't resign to a big contract, even if they just use the arbitration, they're going to have him for three Octobers. And like you said, one of the best bats in the league, he's going to be there. They're going to be a good team for, for the foreseeable future, even while shipping off that many top end prospects, they have the pitching to do it. They, they got haters. They have the bullpen to do it. Now they have three of the better hitters in the league to do it. Which I do also want to give credit to the nationals. They did get a haul for, which For they sure. should have. Um, I think this is a trade where neither team necessarily lost. Like, there are some trades you can look at, like, the Brewers trade for Hader. I don't think that was smart for them. I don't think that was necessarily a win. I just don't think that's a good message for your ball club. Are, are you saying for Milwaukee or San Diego? I think San Diego won by a lot. Yeah, no, I'm saying I think it's a bad message by Milwaukee when, like, you are They're leading, in first in their division. You are first in your division, and you can trade Hater after the season if you don't want to pay him. Why are you pay, mm-hmm. trading him now? It's not like he – I mean, yeah, he has a little more value, but I don't think a crazy amount more. Because if he, if he pitched great again and great in the postseason, teams are that going, okay, right he's – Yeah, it's like, oh, we – some team may be we were a closer away, mm-hmm. right? Um. Yeah, but it doesn't send a good message at all. It sends the message of, we don't believe that we can do anything. Like right now you're in a playoff spot with a month, month and a half, two months left in the season. And you're going to ship off the best closer in the game. Maybe not this year. You had a bad June, but 
I'd still say I don't think you give a, give away his title of best in the game. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, even but, if even if you, I'm not sure if you saw uh, Devin Williams' reaction. He was devastated. Oh, he was pissed. Yeah. He, I mean, I if I was a player who actually played on the team, I'd be pretty mad about it. It, it just, you know, it's like you're just giving up on this team essentially. You know, and I think in baseball more than hockey, you could argue is more. But, like, if you're in the playoffs, you have a chance, right? And I think the Nationals showed that. <laughs> you know, they, they won. Yeah, the I mean, even if you just look played. last year at the Red Sox. Yeah. Last year with the Red Sox, I mean, they were – obviously, I mean, we're both Red Sox fans. But looking at that series, I didn't necessarily think we had the best shot. But we beat the Yankees in the wild card game, built some momentum, and anything can happen. It's, I mean, it's playoffs in any sport. Yeah. Like, you mean exactly. even football? I mean, football's one and done. That can be one and done. Yeah. Best team I, losing. But I definitely think baseball is up there in the sense of, you know, the game doesn't have like a time limit, it's an inning mm-hmm. limit, right? So you have a lot more of a chance to like come back and like, you can get shell oh, exactly, shot, sure. but you can compose yourself and things like that. The game is slower. There's a lot of strategy involved. Um, and, you know, pitchers have such an impact on the game. If you just have a pitcher who's hot, like similar to in hockey, where it's like if you have a goalie who's on, you're always going to be in the game, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I say it because, like, in the NBA, like, no eight seed's going to win. <laughs> no, and NBA playoffs, I've actually even heard – Make the first round of one game, three games even, but not one game. But it's, it so, at least adds some drama because I mean, like you said, the eight seed never. It, it's I can't remember the last time it was even close. Okay, but the Bucks played the Magic. Like, no, one 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 game is dramatic, but three games. Give it, give them two games to sweep. If it's not close, it's it's never going to be. I, I don't I just think of like the Bucks were the one seed versus the Magic and the Magic won game one like and the, and same with that Raptor the Raptors team that won the title the Magic won game one in the two seven matchup so like I I do think basketball five would be like the minimum true I I, I, I think but, the point is just shorten the first round the upsets are so few and far between. The four fives usually the only hotly contested matchup, but sometimes the three six. But that's why I don't want to change the seven game series because it's like, you know, there are going to be at least two, maybe three series that go to six or seven. Yeah, in that well, first that round, is fair. right? Because um, it's also like, uh, you know, the 76ers Raptors. Seventy Sixers were up three zero. And then the Raptors won two games, and people were kind of like, hey, I mean, this is repeatable the way they're winning. I mean, but if it was a you... best of five, it would have been a sweep. True. I didn't – I didn't. no, I did not bet on it. I was joking. <laughs> I wasn't sure if you actually went out and did that. I wouldn't no, – I I, my friend and I were debating that too because it's like, it's the Sixers, dude. It's Doc Rivers. Yeah. But I'll bring it back. I, I do want to talk a little more about the – the Soto trade, because I think first I, I said it, but like with the Nationals, like they got a haul that sets them up for at least five years when all those guys are up. 
you know, and I don't think that should be understated. Like the nationals were just bad. And with Soto, they offered him the most money they legitimately could. Right. For their franchise. Right. I don't think they could go much higher than what they offered him. And I think they did actually offer him another bigger deal. We didn't get the details on it, but they tried. And because I know people are like, that's crazy to give up Soto because it's like, you know, he's going to be a Hall of Famer. I think I'm pretty confident to say that. I know he's only 23, but, um, you know, and he probably meant a lot to the city and all that. And it's like you're just getting rid of a guy like that when he's 23 and stuff like that. But I think they they kind of were in a position they had to do it at some point. You know, and I respect not wasting a guy's career because, like, let's say they trade him with one year on his contract left. He's just going to rot there for two more years. <laughs> you yeah. know, that's not good for him. Um, but, you know, you get Mackenzie Gore, who I think we already can see is going to be a number one. Mm-hmm. You know, he has the potential to be, you know, like some of these pitchers where they're like truly elite for four years. You know, I think four years is kind of the run for like being an elite pitcher. Um, you can be yeah. good other years, but like, for instance, Sandy on the Marlins, who is going to win Cy Young this year, this is his Definitely. first elite year, right? He's not going to have him every time, but before he was like, good, you know, last year he might've been great, but this is his first like truly elite year. And you can count on like a four year span, I think of that. Yeah. There are so, very few outliers who last outlast the four year window. I think that's a fair amount of time to say. Yeah, I mean, you're talking like Verlander, Scherzer, Scherzer, those type of guys, which you can never count on to get. You just can't. No, you can can never assume a prospect, no matter how good a prospect looks. I don't care if they go first overall. You can't go, this is the next Scherzer, because all it takes is one weird injury, one even bad season where they get in their head and all of a sudden start to doubt themselves. Because I think a big part also of being a guy like that is mentally you just have to be different. Like, you have to be a psycho. I mean, and we know Scherzer is actually legitimately insane. You know, um, Mm -hmm. there's so much out there on that. Look it up if you are curious because it's hilarious, and that's why I love Max Scherzer. But Gore, I think, is a guy you can be like, he might have one of those, like, four-year elite runs that you can count on. You know, and then I think they got an 18-year-old pitcher who throws 102 or something. Mm-hmm. They got C.J. Abrams, who's good. They got another very good outfielder. and James Woods. Yeah, and one more guy, I think. Yep. Um, like, they, get, they got a haul. <laughs> you know, and it was definitely – they didn't get screwed, I would say. So, uh, good for them. No, I mean, baseball is a sport where one player can't win – you a game it's one of the few sports out of the major four i'd say it's probably the only game where one player cannot win you a game football you have an elite quarterback you can make a game winning drive even even that because you have an error on the team that's not the pitcher's fault the pitcher yes he can put you in a more competitive spot but i i I I get what you're saying for soto as good as he is he is in the outfield and he bats once every three innings at the minimum. So three at-bats at a minimum, sometimes more because he's at the top of the lineup. Either way, he can't give you the impact to win every game or even give you a chance in most games. Yeah. The best hitters in baseball fail seven out of ten times, and that's elite. 
you get these prospects. Hopefully, they got six players. Say fifty percent of them pan out. That's three players that can give you more impact, even if they're half as good. If they're each half as good as Soto, that's one hundred and fifty percent compared to Soto. That's more impact. Yeah, no, definitely worth it, especially with you know with the Nationals, they don't have this luxury of just signing these guys, right? When they won the World Series, everyone had to go. <laughs> you know, there was no, like, let's run it back. It was like, we can't sign Rendon to that. <laughs> you know, that that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, good for them. And then in the Padres, it's like, you're, you're getting that guy. And not only are you getting that guy, you're getting a guy who has no question marks. In the playoffs, he's going to rake. There's going to be no question of if he can do it, if he can show up. And I think I don't usually put stock into like the home run derby, but him winning the home run derby like that was just kind of like, uh, he just has that gene of like, if I want to do it, I will do it. Um, like, I feel like that home run derby was similar to like Larry bird where he walks in and goes, who's coming in second. Like Juan. So was just like, I want this for some reason you just did. Um, but you, you could feel that it was he wanted to make a statement of this is this is who I am. I deserve to be, if not paid as such, treated as such and give me on a team where it gives me the best opportunity. Because the Nationals, no two ways around it, are not going to be good for a substantial amount of time. Yeah. And keeping Soto is only going to prolong that and shorten their payroll. Doing this gives them the best chance to be competitive in the shortest amount of time. Agreed. And now the Padres have Tatis, Machado, and Soto, and that's going to be very exciting in the playoffs. Like, you, I can just see it now where, like, the Padres are down one and some closer goes in and that the order is Tatis, Machado, Soto, and that's what he has to get through to close the game out. Now that's – that's, that's an tough. unbelievable run. It that is for so sure. tough. It's like, if you do that, you are an elite closer. I don't care if you only do it did it once. Like that's, that would be unreal to me. But yeah, I mean, and there are very few closes in the game. Who I even think would stand a chance of getting all three out. Yeah. You're, you're talking guys like, I mean, Edwin Diaz, the run he's on is incredible. Yep. You hear, you hear that theme music. It's like fighting they, a raid boss. They have one of the guys who could possibly do it. They do. Yeah. They, <laughs> they eliminated their competition by doing that. Yeah. As good as Taylor Rogers is, he's not that guy. No, he's not. He's good, but he's not. Yes. He's not. He's fine. Yeah, Sean I mean, King, I mean, maybe he's all of a sudden come out of nowhere this year and it's decided to be, all right, I'm an elite closer for a year at least. Yeah. I, who's the, the Cardinals guy? I know. The guy not, who throws yeah. like 102 or something. Yeah, uh, Gallegos. Yeah, I feel like he might have a shot because he's the type of guy where if he just hits his spot with that fastball, it's done. Mm -hmm. If it's 102 on the outside corner, like, you can't hit that. (laughs) Yeah. But, so, to finish up the Padres, they got, what was it, Drury? Like, at the end there, Mm -hmm. and it was like, how did you just get another great hitter? And first game, he hit a grand slam, I think. (laughs) Yeah, I saw that. So... The Padres just load up and said, we're going for it, which is crazy to me because it's like they're not winning the division. The Dodgers have that locked up. I mean, you also need to look. They've been doing what they've been doing this year without Tatis. True. In, 
in their minds, they might be, we get Tatis back. That's, that's the best three hitters in a row in any lineup in the league. They might think that they can do it at this point. I'm just like gonna, the division. I'm just gonna read out the batting lineup because it's just so stupid to me. <laughs> we didn't even talk about Josh Bell. They got him too in the deal. <laughs> I mean, he's having an incredible year. He's batting over 300 with 457 RBI. Yeah. So this is the lineup I am seeing. I'm just gonna read the first six because you don't really, you know. The last three, it's tough to make them amazing, I guess. Trent Grisham and whatnot. Um, I'm trying to find one with, like, all the guys in. Okay, this one. Got Profar, Soto, Machado, Josh Bell, Cronenworth, Drury. That's your that's your top six. And that's not with Tatis because he's hurt right now. That's just absurd. <laughs> that lineup already is just – crazy yeah i mean that's got to be one of the scarier lineups of the past several years at least i mean the the yankees always seem to just buy big bats but it also feels like whenever they go to new york they don't pan out which Mm -hmm. as a red sox fan is very nice to see the dodgers buy players left and right but besides that i mean this is the first small market or smaller team that's not like one of the dominant forces who's decided hey we can stand up to the rest of the league yeah i'm excited to see how it pans out for them oh it it, nl's gonna be a bloodbath because like al it's really yankees astros as much as i hope another team can pull it out i think it's just those two teams i have to believe so it'll be a good alcs when they meet I'm envisioning them meeting unless the playoffs don't pan out like that. Like they could play mm-hmm. in the second round or something. Um, but in the NL, I mean, you have the Mets, which I understand it's the Mets, but it's also Scherzer and DeGrom. Like you're hoping, you're hoping DeGrom can stay healthy for two months. Uh, That's a lot to ask of him. It's very true. I agree. I mean, I think I said it to you when like his debut was happening. I'm like, he's going to get hurt soon, but. If, if Scherzer and DeGrom are healthy and you also have Diaz in the back to close whatever out, you know, and I mean, they have some postseason hitters on their team. Like, I wouldn't – I definitely wouldn't pick them, but I don't think they're, like, trash. And I know they choke and all that. But and then you got the Braves. You have probably Brewers and Cardinals who are two good playoff teams and then Dodgers and uh, Padres. It's going to be crazy. I, I think I said it to you, and if not, I'll say it now. The winner of the World Series is coming out of Vienna. I, I, I can say that with a good amount of confidence. And I will admit, after the Yankees made the moves they did before the trade deadline, getting Trevino and Frankie Montes, I was afraid that the Yankees were going to get a title. But after the moves the Padres made and the rest of Vienna, I mean, the Phillies got Syndergaard, the Braves loaded up their bullpen, which is the most disgusting arm barn in the league. Yeah, they it's, they always do that come playoff time, which is perfect. Yeah, I mean, That's what you should do because bullpen is needed. It still baffles me how the Red Sox won that World Series when like starters had to pitch in the bullpen. It was so bad. Yeah, I mean we had we had Evaldi pitch one of the best playoff relief performances ever. Yeah, but no, I mean the the NL. The NL looks incredible. Every playoff team, even some teams that aren't going to make the playoffs, 
still look very talented. Yeah. Agreed. Um, so I'm going to just do like quick thoughts. I'm just going to throw some deals out there and just make it like quick thoughts. That's it. Okay. So we kind of got into some of these, but starting with the Braves getting Iglesias, Rysel Iglesias in the bullpen. That's un- unbelievable. I mean, their, they didn't their give bullpen, exactly. Their bullpen was the dominant factor of their World Series run last year. Yeah, it was once you got to the fifth inning, it was done. They, they have five closers they can throw at. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they have Kenley Jansen. I, I want to say it's A.J. Minter. Now Razel Iglesias. Do they still have Will Smith? I mean, it's incredible. Uh, yeah, they do. Yeah. Also, just a side note, that was my strategy when, like, I do franchises and the, the show. I just oh, draft, you, like, you five. You, you just draft, like, five of the best closers. And once yeah, it gets to the fifth inning, it's done. Yeah, no starter pitches more than, like, 60 pitches, of course. Yeah. But, I mean, so, Braves, you can't count the Braves out this year. I'd love to see them – I'd love to see them do some more. We'll, we'll, we'll get into our, our predictions come – I want to do, like, very quickly at the end, like, our award predictions and, like, our World Series matchup and all that. Okay, sounds good. And I'm, I'm sure we'll do another one of these once it comes playoff time. But this one was a weird one to me. Whit Merrifield to Toronto. I think that's especially weird because he's unvaccinated. He, he can't got, play. He got, he got vaccinated. Oh, he did. Okay. He did. Yeah. That, that makes a bit more sense to me. They were lacking a utility guy who could play a multitude of positions and still hit. On my fantasy team, so hopefully that helps him, but I don't know. <laughs> I dropped uh, him earlier this year. He was disappointing. <laughs> he is a little disappointing. But, but yeah, it, it was him, just him getting vaccinated makes that better. The middle infield was fine for them. Is he going to be an outfielder? I think I honestly don't think he's going to play more than 15 games at any one position. I think he is going to be platooned to give guys rest. He's going to sub in. He's going to be a pinch hitter late in games. I think he is a stopgap for them. Gotcha. I hated this trade for the Yankees. They got Harrison Bader and got rid of Jordan Montgomery. I hate that trade for two reasons. It made me sad to see Bader leave St. Louis. It felt like he should have been a Cardinal for life. He's agree with somebody. That. It felt like he was somebody that they should build around him, Dylan Carlson, Tyler O'Neill, and Tommy Edmond. Like, that's a young, talented core, all with gold gloves, all who can hit pretty well. I don't know why. And then the Yankees, they got a pitcher but gave up a pitcher. They got Montes and give up Montgomery. I don't, an, I don't it, like it. It is an upgrade, but not a huge upgrade. Montgomery's good, and it's just like, you want to keep your arms come postseason time because you never would know what could happen. Especially with Severino out for the year. Yeah, and it's also like, how many times is it like the starter gets kicked off in the second inning because it's just not his day and it's not doing well? And you need a longer reliever. Jordan Montgomery would be perfect for that. I know he's not starting. And how many times have the Yankees had this elite nine-man batting lineup and lost because they can't pitch? Because I thought they didn't. Great at the deadline. I'm counting the Benintendi deal. Getting Benintendi, Montes, Trevino. I was like, I think that's all you need. I don't think you need to do anything else. Trading a great pitcher. I'm I'm all, I'm going to say great. Is that fair or is that a little too much for him? I, I think it's a great season. Sure. Great season. Yeah, he's had his moments. I mean, he's on my fantasy team, so I've been tracking him as much as I hate tracking any Yankee. But – He's had his moments. He's had his incredible starts, but he's had his he's had his stinkers for sure. Okay. 
That's fair. So, I mean, if he does it again next year where he has like a three, five ish ERA, then I think you could, then I think it's fair to say great. Okay. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah. Just, you don't want to give up like a good arm. I feel like at the end, no, and like, not it when seems like the they're getting Bader to try to like not play judge at the end of the year, like rest them as much as possible. And I've always think it's stupid to like rest guys towards the end. It's like, they're in a rhythm. Like, let me keep going. Like, mm-hmm. um, but that was just really and weird. That's also the, the Gallo deal was also weird that the Dodgers took him on that. And that the Yankees got rid of him. Like I understand he's having an abysmal year. I get that, but you're playing half your playoff games in Yankee stadium with that short porch that he can abuse. If he gets, no, he's going to strike out. If he gets, it's just a game changer. And I think we're going to get to a deal where the, a team did a similar thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll just do it now. Uh, the Mets traded way too much, in my opinion, for Darren Ruff. But Darren Ruff's a guy where if he gets hot, that's homers and homers and homers, and he's um, incredible against lefties, like very useful for the playoffs that the Mets got. I think they gave up too much, but, like, you know, I think there's value to a guy where, like, if he's hot, we saw with Schwarber mm-hmm. last year, a guy who can hit bombs, and, like, if he gets going, like, you're going to be playing a lot more games than you probably should. <laughs> I mean, any any player gets hot, they're going to get player playing time. Kike Hernandez looked like the best hitter on the planet last year. Yeah, in the playoffs. that's another guy. If you want to go back even further, uh, the 2018 World Series, Stephen Pierce, or I think yep. it's Stephen Pierce, right? Yeah. You can also say he, Soler. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, there's always, <laughs> there's so there's many always guys a hitter. Could... I think There's every year on every World Series team that steps up. Yeah, every year you could probably name a guy where it's just like, you know, all of a sudden he's ready. He's just ready for the moment and he's hot. And it's like he didn't play that much in the regular season, but he's ready now. So those guys, I think, N- are just. Nunez. Nunez. The Red Sox were on Nunez. I think it's. JBJ even know how to hit all of a sudden in the playoffs. It's weird. It, I think it's just very valuable to have guys that we know can get hot. Um, okay. A weird one for me is that the Rays traded Brett Phillips for cash. I just find it weird because he's kind of like the clown of the team. And I feel like from a locker room standpoint, it's very valuable to have him. Just weird. That, is, that was a weird one, especially because he's such a well-liked guy. Yeah. I'm not going to put too much stock into it. I'm just kind of like, was the cash worth like getting rid of like one of your? Who did they? They guys? acquired someone though to replace him. Um, they. I think they did. Let me scroll through here. Was they Siri? No. Um, David Peralta. Yeah, I mean, he's an upgrade. He is an upgrade. He is. And I, I, they're they're looking to win in the playoffs, but no, I understand. I agree. I just, it was a weird one. It's just that's to me. It's just uh, similar to like trading Josh Hader. It's just like I don't think guys love that. <laughs> it's one of the it's one of those intangibles where it's is he the best performer? Does he add the most to your ball club on in a metric sense? No, but clubhouse morale, those types of things. Like, that's why I love Cora as a manager. We're not doing great this year, but he's somebody 
where players like him, and that's something that can't be measured and is equally important, though. Yes. Um, next deal. Philly's getting David Robertson. Good for them. I, I was a little shocked they became buyers. I mean, it shows a lot that Harper has to be coming back, <laughs> mm-hmm. right, if they're making these moves. To get I mean, they're still within striking distance without Harper. I guarantee if they're doing all these things, I think you're right, and I think they are trying to get I, – I think he'll be back. And I think he has to be back. He has to be back if you're making those moves. Mm-hmm. I don't know when he'll be back, but – because I, I do think there needs to be more of, like, if we have a chance, if we get to the playoffs, we have to, like, kind of go for it because you never know what can happen. Uh, but the Twins made some moves. They got Tyler Ma- – is it Malley? Malley. He's, he's solid. I know the Reds were trying to trade him for a while. So they got him, and then they also got uh, Jorge Lopez for, like, nothing from uh, the Orioles. And uh, so they made, like, two – they got two solid arms um, because they're, I think, one game ahead in their division. So they're probably trying to just secure that because, again, small market team, if you're in the playoffs, you got to just go for it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know they're, like – win condition necessarily of like how do we win these playoff games i think it's just buxton going crazy um yeah. but hey you just gotta go for it sometimes so those, those were interesting moves uh i thought the angels were stupid to just get rid of brandon marsh i uh, get rid of marsh and get rid of i mean they got rid of they are big time sellers which they, surprised they're big time sellers but i feel like selling a guy who is just young like for like what like not much like to me they just see like they're setting up to just trade otani and travel i think otani's gone this time next year i wouldn't be surprised i kind of hope he is like i hope so too they're wasting his career but i'm just getting sick of like this amazing guy and i have to be like guys i'm sorry i can't have him for mvp if they're like 44 and 90 like i just i can't do it i saw i saw somebody post as a joke and i get that but it seems like every angels game is trout hits three home goes three for five and hits three home runs notani pitches and hits and does something that hasn't been done since babe ruth and the angels still lose yeah and a week after i saw that post otani was the first player ever to hit i think it was eight rbi and strike out 10 plus yeah (laughs) it was absurd it's and they still lost they got walked off by the freaking orioles Oh, it was Royals. Been walked off so many times recently. I think it was the Royals, which is even worse. That is worse, but um, it's, it's unfortunate. I mean, they sold Syndergaard too. Yeah, and that's. They have no pitching to begin with. They had Otani and Thor, and now they have Otani. Yeah. Also. Um, Will Smith actually got traded from the Braves. That, that's what I thought. I wasn't sure. For Jake right, Odorizzi. That's a good – that's that's an interesting one, actually. I'm not sure I like that. He's a longer reliever. But I also don't know about le- trading a lefty pitcher is good. But I kind of trust them, so, <laughs> you know, allow I mean, they it. have so many pitchers. 
Yeah. It's almost unbelievable. I mean, they have, in my opinion, at least, they have nine starters who could start a game and you feel confident that they can keep you competitive. Yep. So at that point, you just want to get to the bullpen. And if, I mean, Odorizzi's a guy, I mean, he's been in and out of the bullpen his entire career. Mm-hmm. He's someone where if you, if you have a starter who goes out there and goes two, three innings and you want to pull him, you can put Odorizzi in and say, give us three. And then we're to our bullpen. Yeah. Because they have an That's offense, fair. but they'll be able to – they're not out of any game. No. They're, their offense is absurd, and they're going to be there till 2027. So, <laughs> And they're get, and they're going to be getting Ozzy Albies back at some point this year. Yeah. He's out, and they're still seven up on the wild card. He comes back. That's dominant. They're seven up on the wild card, but they're also close to the division. Like, mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I'm just going to group all of these moves by this team because I am – confused and don't get it and it's okay. our team you you know trading vasquez i don't think was the wrong move i'm like okay he has very high value right now you're not making the playoffs i just think they have too many injuries and just a bunch of other stuff be sellers fine mm-hmm. they trade deekman cool definitely higher value than he deserves to be because he's had a good year and then it's like you get tommy fam and it's like, I don't know what you're giving up, but do you just need guys? Is that it? Like, okay, weird. Um, and then, you know, in the Deekman deal, they also got a catching replacement, solid, because you just got rid of Vasquez. So I was kind of like, all right, it's fine. You know, yeah, you got fam, but he's, you know, he's probably just there for the rest of the year. I don't, he just seems like a guy. And then, and then they take on Hosmer. Now, I understand they got prospects for Hosmer. Like, I understand it was kind of like a, can you please take him off our hands type of thing. So here's my issue, Bobby, and you know what okay. it is. They haven't signed Bogarts or Devers. Why are we taking on more money? All right, so I'm not sure if you're aware of this, and I hated the deal when I first read it too, but the more I dug into it, the more I realized that it was a steal. The Padres are paying – 16 million of his 19 million for the next okay, three years. Never mind. We're good. <laughs> we are paying him three million dollars to be Bobby Dalbeck's replacement. As much as I love Bobby, Bobby is done in the majors. Bobby, Bobby is not so I was rooting for him. I think you can't not root for him. And um, but no, we're taking I mean, I'm on I'm not gonna not root for my own player. Exactly, but I'm but saying yeah. like it was somebody every time you came up, you're like, please do something, please be good, please like this be the breakthrough. And it yeah. just it never came. He showed flashes, but it was never sustained. So you get Hosmer, and I, I agree. Off rip, I hated it because I, I said the exact same but thing. We have to say Devers. I love Hosmer. Nothing same. against Hosmer. Oh, same. It was just a he. I know he makes money, so why are we taking him on? So we got two prospects, and they are paying an exponential amount of his contract, which is exorbitant to begin with. He did not deserve that money, but that was the Padres saying we are now trying to be a big market team, and good for them. They're they're doing things, but. Us not having to pay the money, good. We still have money to pay Devers and Bogarts. As much as it breaks my heart to say, I don't think we're re-signing Bogarts. I don't think we are either, and it's because they signed Story, mm-hmm. which was a mistake. I think he's been doing better than I thought he would, but it, he it was... I thought he was going to. Really? Uh, interesting. I thought he's hitting better in, like, bigger moments, but fair. Um, okay, so that actually makes a little more sense. 
the Hosmer mm-hmm. deal, I guess. Fam, I think, is just for the rest of the year. I saw it was like, you're getting like an actual guy now. Like, what are we doing? I think it's just they have injuries and he's the rest of the year. And then today they let JBJ go. Sad to see. Which makes me even madder that we traded away Renfro. I couldn't stand Renfro, Bobby. I couldn't. Really? He was such a good hitter for us. First lefties. <laughs> Yeah, I just couldn't stand that Bobby. If he had to move three steps for a fly ball, he's not catching it. And people are like, but, he has a cannon. Yeah, exactly. if he didn't have a cannon, he is the worst outfielder in the yeah. league. Yeah. I I was all for it because I was like, we need fielding bad. If if Kike's your best outfielder, it's not good. <laughs> if he it, I shouldn't say your best. I think Verdugo was your best, but like if Kike has the most range in your outfield, it's not great. So no, that's not good. Um, but so my my original thought on that trade, which apparently just wasn't the case, but I was hoping that we were taking JBJ on to mentor Jaron Duran. And yeah, then he needs it. <laughs> it seems like the Red Sox are determined to never roster or field Duran. We're giving all types of scrubs much more playing time than he is when he's a player that could be a future type player where he's the next like Ellsbury or somewhere. He, he just takes lead on a off big role. every day. He is now, but early in the year, we early in we the year was up, weird. They called him up, brought him down, called him up, brought him down, and he was actually doing well early in the year. And that's what was frustrating because I mean they were fielding Franchi for a while before him. Jeter Downs got some that's run true. time when Duran was out. It's it's frustrating well, because we one, have a, sorry the one time they brought up Jeter Downs because I was like why not Duran they brought Duran down and there's like a grace period where you can't bring him up and he and he they brought Downs up because it was still that grace period where they couldn't bring him up so it was okay, basically I did they not were, know that it was basically they were stupid <laughs> but I did not know that yeah that that's um because I was the same one, thing like at one point in the year ready. he got caught up for a single day. Duran got caught up for a single day because somebody had COVID. The next day, somebody he was eligible to play again, and they sent Duran down without facing a pitch. Yep. And it's 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 frustrating to watch because I mean Casas is another one. With Bobby struggling, Franchi struggling, why not see what you have with him? I do like though now that Hosmer's here, that's going to be good for Casas. In what way? Well, it's Costa's going to be first, right? He can play first or third. I've heard. I've heard that. I've heard that before we got Hosmer, that Devers was going to be taught how to play first, and Costa's going to take third because he's taller and more athletic. Interesting. Interesting. Point is, I just know Hosmer's been known as like an amazing teammate. Even Machado said it when the trade happened. Like they got Juan Soto and Josh Bell, and he's like, "Damn, dude, Hosmer's such a good teammate." I just feel him for the guy. It's like. How are you not, like, ecstatic, but fair? Um, so I know we're getting, like, a good teammate back, and I know he's a he's a big-time player as far as big games. I just think he can teach a lot to a guy like Casas, who's – you know, if Casas was like Hosmer, no one's complaining. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know they kind of hit differently. Hosmer's more of a on-base type of guy. Casas is more of a power guy. But they're also both lefties. That's just what my – thought goes my the, my biggest frustration over the red sox move over the last red sox moves over the last three days stems from the fact that it seems like we're trying to simultaneously compete and play for next that's, year 
Yes, that's... And whenever you try to do that, you get stuck in purgatory. You get stuck somewhere in the middle, and it's nowhere where you want to be. Yeah. You see it happen in football teams all the time, where they sign one or two big free agents, but they're three or four pieces away, so they get stuck eight and eight, nine and seven, and not good enough for the playoffs, not bad enough to get a good draft pick, and you get stuck there for years. Yep, happens to same thing in NBA. You know, like it, it happens mm-hmm. to these teams. And the Red Sox are a big enough market team where if John Henry wants, they can buy themselves right back into the playoffs. Next year, there are numerous high-end free agents. If John Henry decides to write blank checks for Kyle Bloom, we could make the playoffs next year and be a contender. Yeah. But that doesn't seem like the direction they want to go. Well, I think they're trying to save their money for whenever the Vegas team of basketball comes up. Because that's how Fenway Sports Group Which is infuriating. At that point, he should sell the team. As a fan, he should sell the team. If he's more more concerned with how can he diversify his portfolio and buy more teams. That's always been what he's concerned with. They just bought the Penguins. I know, he bought into Liverpool. Yeah, they bought the Penguins. I mean, everyone knows they're going to go buy the Vegas basketball team. But as as much as I can't stand LeBron, give him the team. He has the money. He could. He would run. Well, he's large. part of the group. You know. I know it's, it's an ownership group. I I'm aware. I know. But it, right. it's as a fan, it's frustrating. It is. We'll we'll step away from the Red Sox. It's enough pain, I think, for both of us. A <laughs> uh, few more deals I want to highlight, just very quick. Atlanta got Robbie Grossman for nothing. That's cool. Grossman's a solid outfielder. The Cardinals got Jose Quintana. There. I don't think much of it that's really uh i thought it was interesting that kansas city got luke weaver because for i think luke weaver still has potential believe it or not so not that he's gonna be anything i just it's one of those deals where i find it interesting the royals the royals have a lot of prospects and if they all panned out they could be something do i think that's gonna happen no but i think that's what they're hoping the the bobby witt thing's a little scary i feel like he should be better than he is Mm mm-hmm I thought he was going to be really good. Not going to lie, I wasn't. I was not a Bobby Witt truther. I I had my reservations about him. And I I don't know. It feels like for a while, the number one prospect, whenever he gets caught up in baseball, has been disappointing. For the last few years, at least. I mean, look at Jared Kelnick last year. He's batting 358, I want to say, in AAA. They call him up, and he bats 192. Yeah. It's... It's a concerning trend and one that's not necessarily good for baseball. Good. The good news is there are enough good rookies this year that got called up and got to start that it's offset. The J-Rod train's been fun to watch. Yes. Love me some J-Rod. <laughs> it's hard not to. All right. Three more uh, trades I want to go over. Okay. Trey Mancini to the Astros. Hate to see it. I like Trey Mancini. He's a good guy to root for his overcoming cancer and whatnot. I hate to I, see him go to a team I hate. But such a good move. <laughs> it is. Oh, it completely is. Oh, don't such get wrong. That's why I hate move. it, too. And, they, and he hit a homer in his first game. Like, you got to be kidding me. Him and him and Vasquez going to the Astros are incredible moves for the Astros. Oh, yeah. It's, it it kind of sucks to see. But um, then this one was July 23rd, this move. But Vogelback to the Mets, another one of those guys where, like, if he gets hot, it's going to help you a lot in the playoffs. 
Um, All I got to say about Vogelback is his listed weight is a lie. There is zero chance that boy is 270. 270. He's got to be 300. At least. My dad and I were watching. He's got to be close to 320. Here's what I'll say. How tall is he? Six feet. Is he actually? Because if he – yeah, he's six feet. All right, yeah, there's – there's zero there's, chance. There's, there's he's no defending you, Vogelback. There's you're just that ain't it. All right, and then, this, he and I are the same height. If I was two seventy, I would not look like that. No, <laughs> no. Um, because then at that point it's just like he has no muscle at all, and I feel like if you have no muscle, you can't hit homers like he does. I'm not sure if you saw the clip though. He's got better speed than I think anyone would give him credit for. Yeah, oh, he's, he's actually, scored, like, fairly fast. He scored from second in eight seconds. That's not lightning fast, but it's damn not, better than I think. Yeah, you that turns a single into a run, you know? Mm-hmm. And then the final one, that this happens the 29th of July. Uh, Louis Castillo to Seattle. I love that move so much. For who? Seattle. I I could not disagree more. Do you are you a Louis Castillo hater? I'm not. I think he's having a spectacular year. I am simply concerned that it is going to be another Chris Archer situation. Where they get him and they can't resign him, or just like no, he gets Chris traded Archer, and he sucks. Exactly. He Chris Archer got traded to the Pirates in 2018 or 2019. For a hall of prospects. I want to say it was Meadows and someone else. I forget who the other guy was. It was oh, it was uh, Glasnow. Tyler Glasnow. Yes. Two great prospects. Been great for the Rays. Glasnow has health concerns. But when he's pitched, he's been amazing. The Mariners sent to the Reds. Great prospects. Highlighted by Noel V. Marte, who I think is going to be spectacular. At the time that Archer got traded, he at least had he had, had Cy Young votes. Castillo never has. Castillo has not been able to put together a consistent year. This is his first year that he's had a sub-3 ERA even. I'm simply concerned that the Mariners are buying into their own hype and hurting their future severely. And that sucks because the Mariners are a team that ideally I'd like to root for. I hate seeing teams that go with long stretches of being terrible. They haven't made the playoffs Almost in our entire lifetime. Yeah. No, I, I do get that. I just think his stuff is so absurd. And, like, I, like I, it's just, like, dude, the Red, like, I don't trust the Reds when it comes to, like, pitching at all. I oh, just absolutely don't. not. You know what I'm saying? Like, they have Hunter Green, who I think – on so many teams would just be absurd, but he's on the Reds, so I just don't think he's getting taught the proper stuff. What, like, Reds pitcher... I'm trying to think of, like, amazing Reds pitchers recently. You're you're forgetting the obvious one. He's on a two-year suspension. He's on a two-year suspension. I'm completely blanking. Remember his name? The dude that's on the Dodgers. Bauer. Trevor Bauer. Oh, that's true. But that was a trade. He won Cy Young there. It, 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 well, he did. It was a trade, and Bauer doesn't give listen to anyone. <laughs> Bauer's insane. You want to talk about psycho pitchers that yes, he, are dominant. He well, is that he, pitcher. 
the reason the Reds rotation was so good is because he was teaching the teammates and the teammates were listening to him. Mm-hmm. But Which he, that again says a lot about the pitching staff when one guy is teaching everyone else what to do and they're going, I'm going to listen to you. I mean, they also, I mean, you said Hunter Green. The Reds also have Nicolo Dola, who I think he's the number like 17 or 18 prospect in the entire league. Yeah. I feel like they've he's, had so many like sick amazing pitching prospects that don't work though so I, I totally agree i could see them failing to develop the prospects that they acquired but i mean noel v Marte. i mean that's that is a high it's, price it's a high price but i also i mean the, I the mean, only look, thing i'll i will qualify what i said with if the mariners think this is their year if castillo can keep up what he's doing he is a central piece to that yes if they make the playoffs and they he's a starter I mean, who else do they have? They have uh, Robbie Ray. And um, Gilbert, right? Yep, Logan Gilbert. They have uh, Kirby. Been... They have Kirby Yates, who's a young guy. He's been doing well. It could – if that's what they're doing, fine. But I think it's a silly move if they miss the playoffs or are a wild card and lose one game. I just think it, – it's just, it's just different when you're small market, right? It's just it like, oh, I get that. When you have a chance, you kind of have to go for it. And I think the Mariners are thinking, because the Mariners are hot, right? Mm-hmm. So they're thinking, yep. there's something about this team. And if we buy into this team, they're going to play better because they're going to be like, they believe in us. That's what they're mm-hmm. going to think, right? Naturally. So if they're like, you know, they believe in us and like, you know, you, you're going to see the guys like, like JP Crawford's playing better. Like those types of guys were like, not that they're bad, just like, they're kind of more role guys overachieving and that's going to continue. That's the other thing that made me upset about the Mariners thing. JP Crawford is not a long-term answer. No. Noel Marte next year, he'll be in the bigs. I'm going to say he could even be a September call up this year for the Reds. Cause they are that bad. Oh yeah. He probably will. Well, but, maybe we'll see. I mean, at this point, the Reds are so bad, they might just hold him off for next year. But he's somebody where J.P. Crawford, that should be that should be the temporary, and Noel V. Marte should have been the future. I think there are other pitchers. I mean, look at the pitching market, the trades. They could have gotten out and gotten uh, Montgomery from the Yankees for someone. Yeah. Like Winker, he's old and doing nothing. Yankees love those types of guys. Home run threat, perfect. I see what you're saying, because now their farm system, like, no one's really close. Exactly. No, they're not. I mean, Jared Kelnick's the next guy that they're probably hoping for, and he looks like a bust at this point. Because I'm just looking at their farm system right now, and I don't think any none of the their top 30s in AAA. They have uh, – who's the other guy? They have another Rodriguez, believe it or not. I think it's like uh, Alberto, Alberto Rodriguez. Yeah. Yeah. Which I, I think that would be the funny. Brother? No, it's not. It's oh, just, okay. it's totally unrelated. And I think it's hysterical. I actually mm-hmm. discovered that because one time I was playing the show and I was trying to trade, make an all prospect team. And I traded for the wrong Rodriguez from the Mariners. Oh, jeez. Um, those are all, those are all the deals I wanted to go through. I, I see your point with um, Louis Castillo, just cause like it, it is a risk, obviously. Right. It's not like this is like a guarantee that he's going to be, maintain his eliteness i'm just like his stuff is crazy and if you can hone that in you're gonna have a crazy one-two punch in the playoffs Mm -hmm. you know and and if let's say seattle does make it 
that stadium's going to be insane, insane atmosphere. Of course, I mean, it's the first I feel like it's two thousand one. It's going to be similar to like remember those Blue Jays crowds. Mm-hmm. Like I always think of that Bautista home run, not only for like the moment, the hit, the bat flip, all that, but like the crowd went ballistic. And I feel like mm-hmm. Seattle would be a similar thing. The Cubs when they went on their run. Yeah. All right. Quickly, MVP Cy Young talk. All right. I think it's I think it's fairly easy decisions other than AL Cy Young, there's an argument. I'm gonna I'm gonna say AL MVP, there's an argument as well. I strongly disagree. But <laughs> all right, so that means we're picking opposite guys that you can go first. Who do you have as the AL MVP? Judge. I'm a Red Sox fan and I'm saying judge, okay? And I don't think it's close. I think it's close with Otani. I really do. How? How is it close? They're 44 and 61. Trout, the fact that Trout has MVPs is why I think that Otani has a very good chance. No, I am not saying will. I'm saying should. Like, if you have. Oh, should. No question, hands down. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm saying, like, you have a vote. Uh, I think they, you're saying they, I should pre- if I were predict- no, no, yes, no, 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 no. If I have a vote, it's Judge, and that pains me to say. But he is unbelievable. Yes. Okay. Okay. Thank God. Thank God. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, like it's the type of thing, right? Where I I can guarantee it now. If Otani won, you're coming back on here, and I'm gonna just rant. <laughs> okay. Like that's it, fair. And I I join you. I would because I understand the frustration. The Yankees have the best record in the league. He hit 40 home runs before August for the first time since two, the early 2000s. No, I He's mean, unbelievable. I, I like, I can see it now where the title's just the MLB MVP is a bullshit award. And we just <laughs> talk about it. like, that's going to be the title and whatever. Okay. NL MVP right now, I am saying Goldschmidt. However, I think there are two guys who could take it from him. All right. And who are they? Freddie Freeman, Austin Riley. So Riley was going to be the guy that I said. And right now, so I I misunderstood your question at first. If I have a vote right now, I'm voting Goldschmidt. Yes. Who I think is going to win. I think Riley's Riley's going to win. He bat, bat, what, 440 Uh, last month? That's exactly what I said. Because the way I see it, Braves are winning the division. In my opinion. Yeah. They're, they're three and a half Mets back. They were like 500 two months ago. They're, they won the World Series after being 500 mid-August last yeah, year. Yeah, they so. are. They're red hot. You know, they just loaded up. <laughs> and Austin Riley's on fire. And it's like, if he keeps it up, let's say he finishes and hits 310. Right? Mm-hmm. And he has all those homers and RBIs. And the Braves did what they did. And they won the division. You're going to compare that to Goldschmidt, who... Let's say even the Cardinals win the division. It's just the stats are going to be there, but I think the narrative is going to be more in Riley's favor because, like, the he carried a team. Like, he carried a team that was in the dumps. And the Braves yeah. will probably have, I if I had to guess, they, they probably have 10 to 15 more wins than the Cardinals by the end of it. Yeah, that sounds right. Because they I'm have seven more it's... right now. Yeah, that's yeah. I, I can see that happening. So I predict Riley and and the Freeman thing is just he's been the best hitter on 
the winningest team. And I mean, like it's it's quiet what he's doing. Well, like you know, he's hitting 324, 15 over 68 ribbies, OBP's 400, like pretty absurd stats, but I don't feel like anyone talks about it. He has the most hits. Um but yeah. So okay, so we agree on both MVPs. Mm-hmm. Cy Young, we're not even gonna talk about NL, it's just Sandy. And if you disagree, Cole Carter, like, <laughs> like if you disagree, I just you... what's funny is the guy who's giving him the biggest challenge for it's his own teammate. That's fair. I think Pablo Lopez is the second closest. Uh, the second, not, the second place. Not Corbin Burns. Not after last night. Do you hear what he did last night? No, what did he do last night? He gave up seven runs in four innings. Got absolutely lit up. And that's by the Pirates too. They're not exactly a good team. What, what's Paolo's ERA? Two five last I looked. Pablo Lopez is a three four one ERA. Oh, so he's exploded since last time. I mean, Sandy ran away with it so much, I even stopped paying attention to second. Well, so yeah, the other thing with the Marlins is, like, what's the point of fall? <laughs> if, if, like, it, like, if Sandy isn't pitching, why are we here? You talk about a guy who needs to be traded. Well, what I will say, because I talked to Will, will about this last night. We talked baseball for, like, an hour, hour and a half. This is Sandy's first elite year. Mm-hmm. First of four, we're assuming. Because, yep. like I said earlier, that's kind of how we judge it. It's a, it's his first elite year, so it's like, you know, I think it's a lot of pitchers will have one elite year, and then it's like, eh, right? Like even Lincecum had like two. Yeah, that's kind of it. So we'll see if he continues. Like, I agree. I would like him to pitch in bigger games because it's. I mean, this time next year, if he has, if he does this again, say next year is his second of his four years. This time next year, he gets traded. Yeah, hundred percent. And quick side note on Pablo Lopez. I'm just I pulled up his stats real quick. Starting June 10th, he had a two-two, he had a two-one-two ERA. I think he was leading, maybe not leading, but he was top five for sure. And since then, in seven starts, he's given up seven earned runs, five earned runs, two, one, five, six. Because Corbin Burns has a two-five ERA and 166 strikeouts. Yeah, so he he he's in second. I still think Which you gotta give him I want to ask, how much do you value strikeouts? A lot. In a side. I'm going to be lot. honest. Okay, then I think I know where you're going maybe with the AL side. Maybe. Okay. Maybe. I don't know if you will. I have it as Verlander. Because <laughs> Ver, Verlander's number one in most of the categories. But I think, it, mm-hmm. it you know, it's a race between three guys. So, f- for the narrative... I really do want to say Verlander. If I, if I had to put money, he's winning. Like, cause he was out all last year and he, and he comes back and has a one seven, six ERA right now, mm-hmm. you know, and he's leading the league in innings <laughs> or in the AL, I think he's either leading the league or second in innings. Um, let me pull it up real quick. He's up there. Uh, he's eighth now. He's fallen a bit. In the AL? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fair enough. I see he's behind Barton Perez, who is having an amazing year for some reason. And Jordan Lyles on Baltimore, which is also weird. Interesting. 
But you also have Dylan Cease and Shane McClanahan. Because here's what I'm looking at. Dylan Cease has a 201 ERA. He has pitched 12 less innings than Verlander, and he has 35 more strikeouts. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I take into account whip. I think that's he, he walks stat. a lot of guys. He has a 117 whip. Now, McClanahan. So whip is why I give it to McClanahan. Yes. Yeah, so that's, that's who my guy is. Has a lower whip than Verlander and a lower opposing batting average. Mm-hmm. And he has 32 more strikeouts. Mm-hmm. In two fewer innings as well. Six, I think. So maybe the thing I'm looking at is live updates. I think Verlander's pitching right now. Oh, okay. So this is live updating, I think. But so, you know, and I mean, McClanahan also, like, he uh, he pitched – he started in the All-Star game. I feel like that kind of matters a little bit. It's kind of like at the halfway point, you were considered the best pitcher. So what, I, so what I'm going to say is whichever team gets a wild card spot, the Rays or the White Sox, I think that's going to be the Cy Young. Interesting. So you don't think Verlander's winning? As much as I want to say, as much as I would love for him to win, no, I don't think so. It, here's my – so let me say this. I also I also think he's going to have a blow-up start. Well, I think all of them will, at least one. Because I'm saying this. <laughs> hypothetically, hypothetically. Hypothetically, McClanahan and Cease get to 2-3. Okay? But Verlander's still under 2. At that point, it's Verlander. That's what I'm saying. Because that's what I'm envisioning. Because mm-hmm. just because these guys are still going to be pitching, but they're now going to be pitching against more loaded lineups or less loaded lineups. Mm-hmm. So there's a bigger chance to bust. There's also a bigger chance and, to and boom, also depending on the lineup. On that narrative, that also gives the edge to Verlander because he's now facing a depleted Angels lineup, a depleted Athletics lineup, a slightly – basically the same – Seattle lineup. It hurts McClanahan a lot. We'll say that because Cease, yes. you know, Cease gets to pitch against the Royals. Um, who, and you the know, Tigers. they got rid of Benintendi and Merrifield and the mm-hmm. you know the Tigers. So it really hurts uh McClanahan, but he, we know the race. It's also hurts him as a lefty. When when is McClanahan gonna get traded? Because you know he's gonna get traded. He's too good, he's gonna make too much money. The Rays are gonna have to trade him. So what what's the timeline there? I mean, what he's 20, is this his right? first full is he year? Twenty or twenty-one? No, he's twenty-five. He's old. Really? Yep. Surprisingly, okay. He was a later call-up because if if you remember, if, not if old, I remember but for like no. his, for like his experience, yeah. he's old. Yeah. If I remember correctly, he was one of those guys that they were using as an opener at it at the start of his career. Okay, and like in the playoffs, he was like the bullpen guy. Yeah, that like he'd come in for. He was kind of like David Price. Because David mm-hmm. Price early was just like the fireball thrower that you throw randomly in there, which I know Price had his mess ups in playoffs and was considered not a postseason pitcher. Early in his career, he came in and was lights out in like those one inning stints. So and the then, other thing that hurts McClanahan's chances is the fact that he's a lefty. You think that factors? Not in terms of voting. I'm saying in terms of likelihood that he has a blow up start. Okay, fair. He's facing more opposite side contact than Verlander and Cease both are as righties. That's true. That's a good point. 
All right. I think that was good discussion. Now, finally, World Series prediction. Go for it. Right now. All right. I got to say, so my my gut, gut reaction, Padres-Yankees. Okay. Who wins? I think the Padres win. Pitching, pitching prevails in the playoffs. And the, Yankee, the Yankees have shot themselves in the foot. Honestly, I wouldn't even be surprised if the Yankees are not the team to represent the AL, simply because of their pitching. But their bullpen's better this year. They have decent offense. They have a bit more contact than usual. But I still think it's the Padres. I'm going a complete repeat of last year. <laughs> I think it's going to be I could see that as well, and that's what I – I think it's going to be Braves Astros and Braves win again. Truly, you know my feelings about the Braves. I would love to see the Braves. Yeah, you love the Braves, but like I don't care. Like I respect I them. Want, I don't have an opinion really, but I just think I didn't want my feelings to factor in what if I said Braves. I think on paper it makes sense that the Padres do it. I would love if the Braves do it, and I think they have a very good shot of doing it. I just want like I felt bad for Acuna because it's like I agree wholeheartedly. He, didn't play when they won the World Series, mm-hmm. you know. And I, I just, I just think, I don't know. It's just so. It's just a gut feeling, honestly. And um, I do believe in the point of like, I can't bet that the Yankees will get there. They've choked too many times. Oh, exactly. I That's why I, I would not at all be surprised if they don't. Yeah. And quick side note on the Braves, just because we skipped over Rookie of the Year, the Braves had the two top. Rookies of the year in the NL. Yes. Michael Harris has been a revelation. Mm -hmm. And Strider's absurd. Strider's insane. Did you see what he did Sunday or Monday night? Yeah, I faced him in fantasy. It was fantastic. I'm mad because I forgot. I've been trying to. I've been trying to track Strider's story because if you just bet the over and strikeouts on him every game, you're going to make money. That's true. He walks. He has zero control, but he throws that. So Max Fried's their best pitcher. Yes. And they haven't signed him, right? Correct. Strider's probably the only reason they aren't like scared. No, I can there are three or four other reasons why they're not as well. They have Soroka, who's never pitched a full uh, yeah. year, who's disgusting. Yeah. They have Huascar Yanoa, who is developing beautifully. Tuki Toussaint, even is looking like an incredible guy who they could use as an opener, a middle reliever, or a spot starter. They have too much depth where they are going to pay Max Freed any amount of money. Yeah. I, I also think the best strategy for trying to win in terms of like spending your money is like, pay your star hitters. And then at the deadline, you can get starters to fill in. I think especially if you have the depth that they do. The Cubs did it. Even like the Red Sox when they won, like trading for a Baldy at the deadline for like nothing. And mm-hmm. he's like one of your most important pitchers. Like I just think it's easier to to trade for a pitcher than be like, we can't hit for crap. And also like Freed's good, but is he like that money's worth? Because you know he's is gonna he be worth this. Yeah, is he worth a hundred? Honestly, million? I could see him getting paid a bag to go to the Red Sox, and then it's just like not good. And then he'll be like John Lackey, Jake Peavy, and be super average. Yeah, 
I, I could yep. really see that. That's usually what happens, but I think we covered all we need to cover. All right. Quick, definitely... quick closing thoughts. AL MVP, which I think is a wide open race. Actually, sorry. I take that back. Not at all open. Yeah. Wait. It, it's Judge. Wait, what? Oh, Rookie of the Year. You said MVP. I was so confused. Oh, I'm an idiot. Yes. AL Rookie of the Year is Julio. Julio. NL Rookie of the Year right now is probably Strider. I think you got to give it to Strider. Right now, yeah. I, I, I'd love to see them repeat. That would be fantastic. I mean, that's what I think is going to happen. I hope it's a team that just hasn't done crap. I'd love to see like a Mariners Padres World Series. It'd be get it would get zero views, but it would be incredible for those two teams. I'm I'm rooting for any team that's trash. The Twins, Twins. I'm all in. The Phillies would be nice. I mean, they they've won a World Series. Philly, and... Phillies, I'd root for. Mariners, I'm rooting for. Like just a team that just like they haven't even. Can't bring myself really through for the it. Mets. I can't do it. It's just New York. Exactly. I understand they're in pain. I don't hate it's them just, like I hate the Yankees. It's just great, it's right? New York. <laughs> I understand they're in pain, but it's just great to yeah. see. Although I do love Scherzer. But I don't know. The way I'm treating this playoffs, I'm rooting for the Twins and Mariners. And I'm rooting, I'm rooting for, for any team not from a big market. And no I'm LA rooting teams, no New York teams. I'm rooting for players. Okay. Yeah. For certain players. I'm for. Like I'm rooting for Soto. I'm rooting for – you're probably like me because we pitched, right? So mm-hmm. we, we we care more about the pitchers. <laughs> I love Spencer Strider because of that. It's a great rookie pitcher comes in and he just shows. Well, I, I love to see it. I hope Verlander dominates in the playoffs. But Oh, I'd love to see that too. I'll, I'll root for any pitcher. I'm just saying especially rookies that just burst onto the scene. Especially, right. I mean, he was unheralded. He was – Well, he's starting – he's – you know, we have this new generation of pitchers where it seems like each year they throw harder and harder and harder and their stuff gets filthier and filthier and filthier. So it's like starting to get like if you're a rookie prospect, it's almost expected that you're useful. Mm-hmm. I even remember, I think, was it last year? The White Sox had a guy pitch on the postseason roster who they like drafted like that year. Really? I did not hear that. It was this. I, lefty, I believe it. It's, it was this lefty who threw really weird, but he threw like a hundred, and they put him on the postseason roster, and he like got drafted that wow. year. So it was Actually, like now that you mentioned, I remember hearing that. Yeah, yeah, like it. It started to get to the point where if you just throw hard, you're useful. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do want to wrap it up. I don't want it to be too long. Right. So Bobby, thanks for joining. Thank you I for think having me. There's gonna be more. Uh, baseball pause because i'm in on baseball and i know football's coming back we'll do something for that hall of fame game tonight hall of fame game tonight don't really care to be honest at the under at the under i'll i'll watch the highlights <laughs> i hope lawrence can kind of i hope lawrence isn't ass mainly because I, I have a take that he's not ass because of his coach so i hope I that's right and he's not just like a bust because for he was kind of my guy in college and i've defended him after his horrendous rookie year my dad told me when he was drafted that he will be a hall of famer i said he may never play a playoff game so we'll see who's right yeah that's two complete opposites but all thank right you for having we're, me. we're gonna wrap this up thank you everyone for listening and uh tune in next time